Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. Boxing fans, we're back with some quality audio. Going to crash through our weekend of boxing. we got a lot of fights on deck. I want to talk about a couple of those, as well as some of these events that have happened, uh, newsworthy events that have happened, and things that are upcoming here soon. So let's get to this really quick. I'm not going to spend too much time on each separate fight. I'm just going to go through the list here of what I see, and I may miss some because there's a lot. Up deck... ESPN plus the US TNT sports in the UK. This is 12 rounds of heavyweight action. Probably the arguably the biggest fight. I think in boxing anyway, biggest fight that we've got on deck is Shile um, Zhang and Joe Joyce, the rematch out in Wembley. I don't, you know, I, I, it is the biggest fight. I'm not dismissing the fight quality wise. It's a decent level fight, but we're talking to guys that, you know, from a, marketability perspective it's not there joe joyce came in i think he was 25 pounds higher than he was before gilet Zhang, if you look at the guy he looks like he should not be able to deal with people but he easily was able to stop joe joyce unexpectedly and that's joyce's first loss another rematch as i've said he's like nsb you know the places the rematch is always worth having so if only for that i'm willing to give it a chance i'm willing to say let's take a look at this and see if joyce can pull it out of the rematch being that much freaking bigger because he's massive now I don't rate Joe Joyce. I think he's overrated personally. I don't rate him, but I saw Gilles Zhang's his quality, his skills, so I can't dismiss him. Most online think this is a toss-up. Most don't know how to lean this one, and I'm kind of in that boat. I, it's hard to lean this one because, you know, we don't know if that first fight with Joyce getting beat stopped was a fluke. You know, kind of like with Spence and Eubank. We don't know if that or if. Zhang just is that guy, and he has those skills over Joyce, or was Joyce just overrated all along? So then I looked at the numbers. They're roughly equivalent, except Zhang's been in the business a little bit longer, but they're roughly equivalent on the numbers. Joyce has been a knockout artist, but we got to look at the caliber of the people that he fought. He hadn't fought anybody that was an upper-level fighter. Zhang is a southpaw, and that did give problems for Joyce in the first fight, and that may give problems here. Age-wise, they're roughly the same. Height, they're roughly the same. Reach. Zhang, or excuse me, Joyce has a little bit of an advantage, but it's eh, roughly the same. This is a pick em only because we don't know exactly what happened with Joyce the first time. Was it that he got exposed or is Zhang that guy? I would, if I had to throw money at it, yeah, I'm not going to, but if I had to throw money at it, I'm going to bet on Joyce this time. I feel like the weight, the added weight may help him. Now that I say that, but again, with Jean being a southpaw, we don't know exactly what's going to happen on that one. It's a it's a pick'em for me anyway, as I see it. Then we go down the undercard of this, so undercard of the same event that is so ESPN Plus or TNT Sports. If you're watching, uh, we have a couple of fights. I have not heard of many of these fighters, but I'm going to try to go through them best I can. The first one tens rounds at super lightweight action. We've got Pierce O'Leary fighting against Kane Gardner. I don't know either guy. On the numbers, we have some reasonably young guys. Uh, they're not knockout artists. It's, uh, it, you know, it's a filler fight for the undercard. It's not a bad fight. But it's a filler fight for what it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So I don't know how to call that one. We have 10 rounds of super middleweight action. Jack Parker fighting Khalid Graida. Or Gradia, sorry, Gradia. 
this feels like a waste of a fight. This feels like a fight that doesn't belong. I, I know they had to put these guys somewhere, but geez, I mean, you know, Grady is, Grady is, he's been in the business a long time. He's, he's well past the sell date, you know, but Parker, he's on the rebuild. He was stopped in his last fight. It's his first loss. And I think they're trying to just rebuild the guy uh, on the regional. So I can't hate on it. I just, you know, I, I feel like it's a mismatch in my, from my eyes, it feels like a mismatch. If I'm honest, you know, that's what I feel. Uh, that all starts at, I believe it's 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 4 p.m., my local time. So, you know, I don't know exactly what that means in the U.K. time, but I'm figuring it's probably going to be the same sway. So probably about four hours from now, if you're watching. So I think in the U.K., you're like either just waking up or about to go to bed. So I don't <laughs> I don't know how it affects your time zone. It's the opposite of what it usually is. Usually the U.S., it's like way late. Here, it's like way early. However, the next one is way freaking late for us out here in the U.S. And as a result, I probably won't be watching it. This is on the zone in both the U.S. and the U.K. The headliner, 10 rounds of super lightweight action. Richardson Hitchens fighting Jose Cepeda. This is a hell of a fight. Not because of any one guy. I think, I think highly of both guys. I think even though Cepeda's taken some losses and he's a little bit older, He's a southpaw. He's crafty. He's tough. He's he hits hard. He's he's good. He's a good fighter, as what it is. He has twice the experience of Richardson Hitchens. I just think Richardson Hitchens is just good enough that he might be able to pull this out, even against this southpaw vet in Zapata. I, I believe this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put money on it, but I do think that Richardson Hitchens is just good enough to be able to pull out the win on this one, and it'll be a huge, huge win in his belt if he can. So I, I definitely think this one's worth watching. If you get a chance to check this one out and no other fight on the docket, I do recommend you check that one out. I would say this one has a better undercard than the other UK fight, in my opinion. And I'm going to be going down the list, but I think the headliner is the, it's the show. It's, it's easily the show. Most online agree with me. They think Hitchinson's going to easily take out Zapata. I don't think he's going to have it easy. I think he's got to work for this. I think he's going to have to put some work in. I don't think he's going to struggle. I just think he's got the work for it. He's got to show something here. He wants to fight Teofimo Lopez after he deals with Zapata. He thinks that Zapata's overrated. I don't think Zapata's overrated. I think Zapata's skilled, but Zapata has, he's slightly older. He's been in wars before, and I think that he's on the rebuild now, and so he's coming off momentum. That may, I'm stressed, may cause an upset here because if he were to beat Richardson Hitchens, it's an upset by far and away. Undercard of this event, then 10 rounds of welterweight action for women. Jessica McCaskill makes her return against Sandy Ryan. This fight was, had a lot of uh, social media chatter around it because of all the story narrative behind it that I won't bore you with, but I think it's a great fight if you like women's action. Obviously, I'm a McCaskill fan. I don't know Sandy Ryan too much. She's she's not young, but she hasn't she doesn't have a lot of fights. But I'm a big Jessica McCaskill fan. I think that She's older and she's coming on the way out. So it's possible Ryan is able to deal with her. I don't think so. I think McCaskill's going to get this W. I think she'll have to work for it, but I think she'll get the, the W. Online folks disagree with me, emphatically disagree with me. They believe that Sandy Ryan's going to easily deal with Jessica McCaskill. I can't, I, I don't agree. I, I think even if she does get the W, I think she's going to have to work for it. I'm not suggesting that she is or isn't that, you know, quality. I'm saying that, no matter what happens, Sandy's going to have to work for this. She's going to have to work hard because McCaskill has skills, from what I can tell, far beyond. So unless she can pull something out, I don't see Sandy getting her hand raised, but we'll see how this all turns out. 
And then the most controversial fight happened in this weekend, 10 rounds of super welterweight action, the return of Connor Eggs Ben facing Rodolfo Orozco. This is out in Orlando, Florida. Florida cleared him to fight. So even though the BBBFC has said, you know, this is still open, we don't, we don't support this, it doesn't really matter. He could always fight elsewhere, and that's what he chose to do. So he's fighting in Florida. They cleared him to fight because all of the lawsuits and everything else kind of died down. People think he's coming in this fight juiced. Orozco is not going to test Conor Ben very much. Orozco is not a bad fighter. I'm saying he's not going to test Conor Ben very much. Conor Ben has been able to dispatch some quality fighters, and I don't think Orozco is anywhere in the class of anybody that Ben has fought thus far. I think Ben sparks him out sometime before the sixth round, is my guess, which is why it's on the undercard, because this thing is not going to last too long, I don't think, in my opinion. I could get it wrong, and maybe because Ben's been out so long, maybe he's able to pull something out. Also, Connor Ben's been focused on Chris Eubank Jr. because Eubank Jr. is fresh off his win against Liam Smith. So it is possible that Ben just is distracted, and he lets this guy come out and get a W. I, I honestly 100% do not see that as an outcome. That's not dinging on Orozco. I'm saying that Orozco is nowhere near in the class of the people that Ben has fought thus far. 10 rounds of middleweight action on the same undercard, Austin Williams fighting Steve Rolls. Steve Rolls, of course, has the controversy of taking people the distance when he really shouldn't. Of course, Rolls is coming off of a unanimous loss. He's on a rebuild. Now, Rolls is older. He hasn't been in the game long, but he's older. He's, he's on the decline. Whereas Williams is on the up and rise. He's a much younger guy. In my opinion, he has the skills necessary to dispatch Rolls by stoppage or knockout. Rose has been knocked out before, so this isn't shocking, but it'll be a still huge win for Williams if he can knock Steve Rose out. He's a southpaw, is Williams. That's going to play into his favor. He likes to go after you later, so he'll build and build and then look for an opportunity to get you out of there, and if he can get you out of there, he's going to go for it. It doesn't mean he always does. He doesn't seem to put himself at any significant risk. He's had some clear wins. I don't think he's going to have very much trouble dealing with Steve Rose. However, we say that, and of course, Bumbanga struggled with Steve Rolls, so we can't know, you know, what's going to happen. But I suspect Williams is going to dispatch Rolls sometime in the later rounds, is my guess there. Ten rounds of super lightweight action. Uh, Orestes Velasquez fighting Mohamed Samaro. I don't know either guy. Uh, looking at the records and looking at the numbers, it looks like it should be a decently good fight. Maybe a little boring, but it should be a decently good fight for as long as it lasts. Uh, Velasquez is one that's a, he's a knockout artist when he tries to get you out of there. Doesn't always, but he tries to get you out of there. So far, he's been successful all but one time. Uh, so Morrow's been out eh, a little bit long. He's not old. He's been out a little bit long. I think he's coming off, I think he's coming off a loss, I believe. Uh, so most people believe that Velasquez is going to knock this guy out. I, I would, I would agree with it, but I know Samaro has has been crafty in certain fights. It's like sometimes he's crafty as all hell, and then sometimes it's like, what the hell, even though he gets the W, because Samaro hasn't lost but the one time. So it's I think it'll be a test. It'll be a good test for Velasquez. I think it's a good match uh, as far as fight and matchups. I think it's a really good matchup. We'll have to see exactly how this one plays out, because I, I don't know how to call that one specifically. That's what we got on deck this weekend. Now let's talk about what's coming up, because we got more exciting shit coming up later next week the return of the pound for pound champion he truly is the pound for pound champion because of what he has done historically overall and in his current weight class both canelo alvarez Saul, 
Canelo. Anyway, Canelo Alvarez fighting Jermel. That's the younger Charlo. Most people feel like Charlo has a chance to win this. I want to break down why that is. We're not going to do it now, but I'm, when we get to this one, cover that next weekend, I'm going to be talking about this fight and breaking it down in more detail and why I think those people who believe Charlo has a chance, they might be onto something. I'll get into that later. Return of Jordanius Ugas fighting Mario Barrios. Most people are criticizing this fight. Let's put it in perspective. Jordanius Ugas is the guy that retired Manny Pacquiao. Jordanius Ugas was outboxing Errol Spence until the stoppage. Jordanius Ugas is rock solid. The question is, how's his eye? How's he coming off that, that stoppage loss? He had a doctor stoppage. That changes a fighter. He's never had that level of damage done to him before. We don't know how that messes with him. Mario Barrios is a unique one because Mario Barrios, of course, was knocked out by Tank Davis in a much lower weight class. People don't know, but Barrios actually has fought at 147 prior to fighting Keith once upon a time Thurman. It was way years ago. He fought, I believe it's the one time at 147. He had some experience at it, so it wasn't like he was new at it. What was surprising is Keith getting taken the distance by Mario Barrios when Tank was able to knock him out. Is that a symptom that Keith was on the decline? Is that a symptom that Barrios was, he just performed better at the higher weight? Is that a symptom of how good Tank Davis is? I think it's a combination of all of it. That creates a very interesting fight against Jordanius Ugas because if Barrios can make a statement against Jordanius Ugas, who... I think he's a very tricky fighter. The way that he punches, the way he's not afraid to go to war when it, when necessary, but he's also very practiced in how he throws. I think it's going to be a good stylistic fight to watch. Erickson Lubin makes his return. He's fighting Jesus Ramos. That's a hell of a fight. Super welterweight action there. Elijah Garcia makes his return. That's a hell of a fight there. And then Jayo Pataya makes his return. Good to see him back again. So, we got some really good fights coming up. Uh, All-In Valen finally gets back in the ring after his whatever against Fury. Murat Gaziev, that's a really good fight. Dubois, this is the sister of Daniel Dubois, not Daniel Dubois, but the sister of Daniel Dubois. I believe it's her debut, if I recall correctly, but she's coming and we'll get the chance to check her out. Vidal Riley on that undercard. So next weekend is going to be hot, folks, and I, I'm going to be right there doing the coverage, bringing it to you. I will check in with you guys next week. Chances are I won't be seeing the fights this weekend as I got a lot to do around the house here. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone, and then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why, or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube, for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.